Hi there. So you're probably wondering what the heck I'm doing out here. Another new podcast out there. Who am I? What am I doing? Well, let's start off with what am I doing? You see, there's lots of people out there who are doing podcasts talking about various subjects. We have got people who are trying to prove to you the world is flat. How? He pours water over a lemon. The water doesn't stick to the lemon. Therefore, the world must be flat as he pours water into a plate and it doesn't go off. He looks into the camera, raises that eyebrow, and dares you to challenge him. Hey, dumbass, a lemon doesn't have the gravitational pull of the earth. That's why it won't stick to the lemon. Get over yourself. We've got people who have talked about their favorite celebrities and how you should lay off them. Remember that Britney Spears dude? I can't even remember what his name is. He's a flash in the past. We've got Jenna Marbles, who has done some great YouTube videos, is now doing her own podcast. Well, that means there's a lot of people out there with a lot of things to talk about. You may agree with them. You may not. You may agree with me. You may not. Guess what? If you don't agree with me, I'd love to hear about why. But first off, let's go ahead and get off with what is this podcast and who the hell am I? What is this podcast? Welcome to my first podcast. This is a Watcher's Chronicles. You're probably going, Watchers, what, what's a Watcher? Let's take you back several years, about 25 years ago. We had a show come on. It was called The Highlander. Don't get this confused with the movie. Now, the movie with Christopher Lambert was fantastic. It set the whole thing in motion as we were introduced to immortals who would fight to the end. And, you know, they were sparsed out all across the population. And they would fight each other. And as part of this fight, one would win, one would lose. The loser gave up his power, gave up his life to the winners as something called a quickening. They chopped off each other's heads. It was a great first movie. The second movie we're not going to talk about, period. But this led to a television series starring Adrian Paul. The series was great. Now, the first season was good, but at the very end of it, they introduced a new sect of the society. They called them Watchers. These are the people who watched the immortals. They recorded the immortals, and they recorded everything about their lives. The whole bit was, once the immortals were gone, there would be no stories left to tell them because they hid among our population. So these watchers spread out, and they watched them. They recorded them. Well, I'm a watcher. I even have the same tattoo on my wrist that the characters would carry in the show. Why? Because, well... I, I guess I get a relationship to them for what they do and what they are. I'm a voyeur in life. I watch the world around me. I comment on it. So that makes me a watcher. I'm going to be chronicling the, my thoughts of the world, and I'll be sharing them with you. You may laugh at me. You may agree with me. I don't really care. The only thing is, if you're going to have a comment on this, if you don't agree with me, and you suddenly make a comment like, well, that sucks, guess what? I don't care about your opinion. If you don't agree with me, Tell me why you don't agree with me. Give me some background. Give me something we can discuss. I love playing devil's advocate. You know, but I want to hear why you don't agree, why you do agree. It makes any discussion better. Plus, if I know why you're agreeing with me or don't agree, maybe I'll have something to talk about in a future podcast, assuming that I actually care to get this off the ground for more than two episodes. Yeah, of course, there's going to be two episodes. We've got to do that. So who am I? Well, I go by many names. I've got a name I go by in real life that the people that work on me as, which I consider boring. I've got another name I use at Renaissance Fairs. I've done Renaissance Fairs. Yes, I'm one of those geeks, one of those nerds that dresses up and goes out there and has fun, talks in accent, 
everything else. I've made some incredible friends over that time. I'll talk about some of those friends along the way. I started doing fairs back in 1999, which means I've been doing this for close to 20 years now. And there's people in the fair who have been doing it a lot longer. I have sold things from the shop. I've walked around. I've even worked as a security guard as a small fair. That's where I really started to meet people because when everybody comes in, you got to check with them, check them in, make sure what's going on. You greet them week after week. You start getting to know people. Well, more people got to know me than them, but I've tried to help even that over time and gotten to know a lot of fantastic people. I ride motorcycles. So, I mean, I've got a name there too. I mean, a real name, a, a fair name of the Renaissance Fair. And then a motorcycle name. Why all these names? Well, why not? So I'm going to give you the name that I'm known by in the Renaissance Fairs. They call me Cuthbert. How did I get that name? Well, we'll cover that in a future story. But that's where I'm at. That's where I'm known as. I think that's the name I've enjoyed the most. I helped run a karaoke show for about a year. That's why I was there. And it just became the first time I really got to have a voice that was really out in public. Where did I learn to talk to the public? Where did I learn how to just be able to be willing to get up there and share a voice, share an opinion? Toastmasters International. Yeah, oh my God, yes, another geek act. It's this group of people who get together and want to learn how to talk, how to express themselves in a great manner. I did good, and I did good in it for several years. I competed in all kinds of competitions, right down to being in front of the international president, Meeting this guy was one of the highlights of my time in Toastmasters. I did an evaluation contest. Okay, I placed second in it. He didn't agree with the judges that night. Well, once again, it's always a matter of opinion. Who likes what? Who doesn't like what? But it was his words coming out and talking to this man, talking about why he thought I placed first. You know, sometimes those words of appreciation to somebody, just a few comments of what you liked, those comments of where they think you can improve true opinion, true comments matter the most. Like I said, if you don't agree with something, telling me that it sucks, is it going to pan out? Give me some reasons why. Be willing to give me those comments of like, hey, I like this. I'd like to hear more of it. Growing up in the church, yes, I went to church. And by the way, this is one of the few times you're going to hear me talk about religion. I had this youth director, fantastic man. He had this thing he called kissing a frog. Well, what kissing a frog is taking the time to find something you like to say about somebody, telling this to their face, letting somebody, you know, what is positive about them, how they are positively affecting you. This is something that has touched me my entire life and something I have tried to give back to people, you know, telling somebody, this is what I like about you. Some, especially when people are having that rough day, this day where People are hard on them. And I was able to say, you know, this is what I like about you. This is something that means something about you to me. I've had people walk away with smiles on their faces. Other people have mystified, like, why the hell would this guy say that to me? But it makes them think. But nobody goes away upset. Well, there's a couple of people who are always hard on themselves, so I've had to explain it. And they've still walked away happy. Because you make take time to make somebody feel good about themselves. What else about me? Well, I'm 55 years old. I already, I'm already older than some of these kids out here who are talking on the internet, making a buttload of money. I'm 55. I've seen a lot in my lifetime. I come from a city that was 
so racially divided that they did what they called forced integration in the schools, busing. They took kids from one side of town to the other to until they figured the town was properly integrated according to government standards. That took over 20 years. You may know what town I'm from based on that. You may not. Well, figure it out. Go look it up. It's Google. What do I do in life? Well, I've already mentioned I ride motorcycles. Am I a Sons of Anarchy guy? No. Am I a full patch anywhere? No, I'm not. I have got my time split up in so many ways that it's hard to give my time to anything other than my work, my personal time, the things I love in life. And, well, I'm an introvert along the way, too. I may tell you someday why. I may not. But it happens. But I get out there and have fun with these things, even at work. I mean, good. For anybody listening to this wondering, you know, do I leave this job that I'm good at? Are you going home and relieved that you're not at work? Maybe that's not the right place for you. When you go to work, are you happy to be there? Are you happy to face challenges? I started off in one profession where I thought I was going to be happy. I thought I was going to be this happy-go accountant. I like math. I was good with numbers. Why not do it? And I did accounting for three years professionally. Oh, my God. I was so bored. I mean, I could plan my vacation out 12 months in ahead, know exactly what days of the month I was going to be busy, and plan those days out around it. And I was, I'd be right, you know, 10, 12 months in advance. How can you do that? I took on extra duties on the job because I got fast through sheer repetition. And when I left that job, they split it between two people because they said for that grade level, it was too much responsibility. I moved over to the computer group. I started learning a new language. I started learning new challenges. What I loved about it was it was a new puzzle. It was a new challenge constantly. Things were changing. I've done a lot. You know, I, took, I moved out of my home state and moved down here. I live in Texas now. Anybody who wants to say anything about crappy about Texas, get it off your chest right now. I'll say bad things about your good state. I'll say good things about your state. There were even, I hope you're happy. Yeah, I live down here. But I've got a good job. I work, you know, doing computers. I've been doing computer programming now for 20, you know, for, let's see how many do that, for 30 years now. It's hard to believe I've actually been doing it that long. Yeah, yeah major in accounting, three years, computers, 30 years. It's crazy what happens. But I have a lot of fun with that. I work for a major company right now. I'm not going to say the company because, well, they, you know, you always sign these things, you know, these confidential agreements, plus there's other things saying, you know, if you speak for the company, if you make yourself a representation for the company, this could be legally, you know, have legal impacts. So I'm going to avoid that. And if you meet me in real life, maybe I'll tell you, maybe I won't, but this is what goes on. But yeah, work for a major company. I have a lot of fun. There's constant new problems coming along, old problems coming up with new twists to sit there and bite you in the butt. But when I go home at the end of the day, I don't hate it. I I love I enjoy going back. Uh, I'll be doing things this week that I'm looking forward to doing. And I, you know, another 15 years, I hope to retire from the company and look back on it and say, I helped make a difference to this company. Look at these things that happened because of my involvement. And I want to look back and smile at the things I did and accomplished there. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I've got some more time left in front of me. Other things going on in my life. Well, let's see. I think we've hit the big ones there. Um, motorcycles, work, family, friends. You know, I, I, I'd love to say church. 
I'm not as involved in the church as I used to be, but that's for personal reasons that we won't get on here. Let's let's face it right now. Two things I'm not going to talk about on here. Religion and politics. There's too many ways we can go on this thing. Too many things in my past, religion and politics, other people's past. Plus, there's too many people on politics that are... You want to talk about politics, get your own damn podcast. Talk about it there. I've got my own political views. I know what I believe in. I've made my mistakes in voting. I'm sure I'll make some again. Do the best I can, but I'll tell you one thing. I get out there and do my best, and I vote. Guys, if you're into politics, vote. If you're not into politics and you don't care, don't complain about it when you don't vote. Now, I've said there. I think we're at the point now where I start thinking about what do I sound like to you guys? This shows my age once again. There's a movie once called Good Morning Vietnam that starred Robin Williams as the voice of Adrian Cronauer. He had a lot of fun on his show as he did the things out there in the Army trying to make a difference. But along the way, well, he got pulled off the airwaves for breaking the rules. What happened? Over the Lieutenant Steve came along and he took over the radio show. He thought he was magnificent, and oh my God, this man was horrible. He sucked so bad. And as anybody gets out there and starts putting their voice out there, for me, it was always that question of, who am I going to sound like? Am I going to sound like Robin Williams doing Adrian Cronauer? Or am I going to sound horrible like Lieutenant Steve as he brought forward his idiot friend, Frenchie, trying to entertain the troops? I don't know what I sound like to you guys. I hope I sound like somebody you want to tune into next week. Or in two weeks from now when this comes out again. I just hope you enjoy listening to it and what I have to say. If you turn me off by now, well, the hell with it. This is an introduction. You know, we always need an introduction to find out what's going on next. How did I get started? What inspired me to do this today? Well, it was the Highlander Convention. I went to the 25th anniversary Highlander Convention in Los Angeles recently. I met some fantastic people. I've already met Adrian Paul the Highlander once before. Had a chance to meet him again. I had a chance to meet an incredible lady, Lizzie Grayson. She played Amanda on the show. She was a former Miss America. The thing about her, I mean, you watch her on the show and you see this beautiful lady, a beautiful actress, and you think, man, I want to meet her. You meet her in real life. And... Let's go ahead and say she's beautiful and just get that out of the way. What else is Lizzie Grayson? She is smart. She is empowered. She is challenging. She is charming. She is so much more than just a beautiful lady. She'll challenge you any chance you get, you know, that that you need to be challenged on. And she challenged me at one point, and I really loved it. She's somebody out there. She talked about her time on the Highlander. And the things going on with Harvey Weinstein, how lucky she was to be on a show that she was the best job of her life. And the opportunities it gave her. She talked about the opportunities it didn't give her. But she talked about what it was allowed her to do and allowed her to focus on and how to go forward on. You see, she had a dream. And this show is one of the things that allowed her to reach out to this dream. Another man, a man who gave talks and really touched my soul on this one, Anthony DeLongis. Anthony, I hope you're out there listening to this and hear your name. Anthony wanted to ride horses. He wanted to do things, and he's found his ways to make those opportunities happen. He 
went out and made those opportunities happen. He said he's ridden horses in so many different countries. He has been on so many shows as an actor, as a stuntman, as a fight coordinator. I took a class with him on using whips. Fantastic teacher as we taught you on this thing. And this man who played a villain on the show, as villains on other shows, him and his wife, Mary, people who, after meeting them for just an hour, you think, I want to become your best friend because they are st- their energy is so fantastic. But still, the things you hear from them, the ambitions they had, the things they wanted to do, and how they achieved these things, because they went out and took a chance to make it happen. So who else did I meet out there that made me want to start doing this podcast? Clay Boris, the director. Clay, I hope you're hearing this, and I hope you understand that the things you said, you made me think about you know, what I, what I want to do here and how I need to take action myself. Clay was a fantastic guy. So we'd sit in the bar drinking till midnight. At that point, they'd kick us out so they could close down the bar early. From there, we'd head out to the little sitting area, and they would drink there until they kicked us out because they had to clean the floors, and we'd go outside to the couches. They'd sit out there. One of the guys had a bottle of Maker's Mark that first night, and so we'd sit there talking, drinking bourbon till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Clay... There's one of the guys out there, and he told the stories about what was going on. By the way, in case you want to see any of his stuff, you can go out to YouTube. He's got several things posted out there. Go ahead and take time to look at his work. I mean, fantastic guy. had told some great stories about things he did on the Highlander show. Well, one thing about Clay, he talked about being from this area called Cabbage Town. He's wearing a shirt called Cabbage Town, and I asked him about it, and he said, basically, this is kind of the, well, the bad side of town. And it was a rough part to get out of. And, you know, you made this first film talking about going down there and, you know, this guy who got beat up. And because that's the way it was sometimes. And he didn't want to stay there. He had to work to get out of there. He had to do more to get out of there. And he had a goal. He had a dream. But nobody was going to make it happen unless he took the action to make it happen. And he's the one who took the effort to get out of there. Everybody we met, Ken Gord, the producer, Richard Martin, the director, Every one of them had to work to get to get better. Jim Burns, what could we not, I mean, I cannot say enough about Jim Burns. You may have seen him in the show back in the 80s called Wise, you know, from the Wise Guy. He was the guy that killed Lifeguard. He was a devil amputee, and he was basically the radio disc jockey that became their point of contact and helped him out. And for the first time, they actually had somebody who was handicapped played by somebody who was handicapped. Jim would lose both of his legs in a car accident back in the 70s. He told a story about what it was like, how he felt his life was over, and how hard it was to fight. And the people that got involved with his life, who told him about what it was like in their lives, their personal struggles, and how they had to work to overcome them. And Jim, for him, I mean, he had, let's face it, he had a choice. You know, he could just lay there and give up, or he could take action and he is an amazing man. I mean, he is an actor. He is a blues singer. Check out his stuff. Just buy it. I promise you, you'll like his stuff. I did not like blues. For me, it was always stuff, you know, okay, Blues Brothers. Okay, I was cool there. But it's like, man, it's like blues. Oh, is there anything else on? And then Jim Burns. I heard his stuff, his baritone voice, his style. This, his music gave me something to appreciate about a form of music I had never really enjoyed before. I've got to tell him this story, which is fantastic for me.
But Jim had to decide what he was going to do in life. Who was going to do it for him? Or was he going to do it himself? And Jim sat there and he's worked hard. He's done a lot. He's he's an amazing man. He's gotten awards in you know Canada for his humanitarianism. The way the way he's given back to the community for the things he's done. You know, a man who once thought his life was over and just fought back and accomplished so much. On the Highlander show, he would play a character called Joe Dawson, a watcher. Let's face it, when I would watch the watchers, it was him. You know, he broke a few rules. For the most part, he played by the rules. I guess I'm a guy that plays mostly by the rules, which is why I liked it. But just the way they did things, the way they held life, that that's what got me to say, yes, that's the part I really like the best. Some friends I know want to be the immortal. Me, I'm happy being the watcher, watching the world and chronicling it, going from there. But once again, Jim Burns, another man who said, I have got goals, but the only way it's going to happen is if I do it myself. Jim, thank you so much for the words you had to share that night on the stage as you told your story. Then, of course, is the guys who were doing podcasts out there. I'd see them with their microphones on, talking to different stars for what's going on, being interviewing this person, interviewing other people from the cast, the directors, interviewing people from the con. I didn't choose to do it that day. My voice was all ripped up. And I thought, no, I can't do it today, but no, I kind of wish I would have. Why? I guess why not? But then again, doing it now. So, Norman, everybody else, thank you. Thanks for taking the time. Norman took some time to sit there and share with me the microphone setup. It was a really good one to use for this. And I said, I want to start doing this. And instead of being a, somebody who looked at me as competition to a podcast, said, come on out here and join us in this world. You want to go listen to their stuff? It's the Blood of Kings. They're going to talk about the Highlander show in depth. They'll talk about the episodes. They're going to have a chance to talk with some of the, you know, the cast, directors also. You never know who they're going to talk about. But they're really, they've been doing this for two years now, and they're having a great time doing it. They've got a second show they're doing called Discoville. On Discoville, they're talking about Star Trek Discovery and the Orville. The difference is there and how they like each one. Find these podcasts. Go check them out, guys. They're a lot of fun to listen to. If you don't agree with them, tell them why. Once again, don't ever just go, hey, your show sucks. Shows off your lack of intelligence of being able to say why you didn't like it. If that's all you can say to me, well, guess what? Once then, I'm going to just forget about you entirely. But yeah, go check out The Blood of Kings. Check, check out Discoville. Listen to these guys. I mean, they've got some great stuff. When it came time for the con, I thought, okay, I'll listen to a podcast. These guys were the actual first podcast I ever listened to. Their podcast helped me get ready for the con out there in California and what to do, how to be ready for it. I had a great time, and I have to say, being more prepared for it really helped. Well, let's get one final podcast out here tonight. He's going to be from Adrian Paul. He's going to do a podcast. I need to look it up. I'll, I'll give you some references for it here in a bit. But the big thing for him, he does a podcast for his charity, the Peace Fund. Adrian Paul is a man who wants to give back, protect, educate, aid children everywhere. He wants to give back to the community, to the world by doing this. He feels that the children are being neglected in places and the charities are needed to take care of them. We've got foster systems that are broken. We've got kids in countries that are being 
they're being enslaved, they're being you know, forced laborers, children, forced prostitution, everything else. And Adrian is trying to get charities out there to help these kids and give them a better life. Go check out his Peace Fund contributions. He's doing something called the Sword Experience now. It's where I first met him. He shares his philosophies in life. But as you sit there and see the things, man, he's a struggling actor. And actors, you know, you got to do it yourself. you got to get an agent. you got to find a way to promote it. You've got to do things to get out there. He does his Peace Fund. He promotes it himself. You do what you can. So that's why I'm out here. Like I said, this is not going to be the conversation I'll have each week. Once This is why I'm out here. Who I'm out here. And I've talked about it a little more than I thought I would for these people that made a difference in my life. For where it's going forward. Why I'm doing this. So as you're listening to this, I want you to start thinking, what are your dreams? What do you want to do? Who have you met in your life that's influenced you? Who do you want to be like? What do you want to do when you grow up? Even if you're 55 years old and growing up means what do I want to do for the rest of my life? I'd love to be a voice out there. I would love to do audiobooks. I'd love to have, be able to share my opinion on something. I'd like to be more than just a computer programmer. I wouldn't mind being a computer programmer for the rest of my career. But I'd like to be more. So what would I like to talk about? Well, I'd like to talk about the movies I've seen. I'll give you comments on them. Now, we've heard reviews from other guys out there. Roger Ebert, you know, Siskel Ebert from the, my growing up days. You know, two thumbs up. You know, well, wow, it's a great thing when you thought about this. Well, I've got a different system. So many times when people review movies, it's, is it Oscar worthy? You know, what is it award worthy? Golden Globe worthy? Blah, 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 blah. Did I enjoy the movie? Was it worth the price I paid for it? Should I wait for it to come out on home video? Is you know is this what I want to wait for the Blu-ray and buy the Blu-ray? Is this what I want to wait for it to come out on commercial TV so I can fall asleep and hope there's a good commercial on it? That's my rating system. You know, because there are movies I've seen and I, I can't wait to buy the Blu-ray. I'll buy the soundtrack. Yes, okay, I admit it. Growing up, movies were musicals at times. Television shows had singing in them. We had variety shows of singing in them. Yeah, I like that stuff. I like. I grew up on Rodgers and Hammerstein. You know, I, I still go to the movies. Last year, I had a chance to see The Book of Mormon, one of the craziest, funniest movies I've ever seen. And then Something Rotten, a story about Shakespeare and a man who wanted to write Shakespeare's best play before Shakespeare could write it. Go see these plays. If you have a hang-up about musicals, if you think they're not manly enough, get over yourself. That's all I'm going to say there. It's a fantastic culture, fantastic thing to do, and I've enjoyed all these plays over the years. Once I've been talking about the movies I've seen, the books I've read. Books are not dead. Okay, I've been married three times. My last ex-wife was not a person who read. She would... Instead of reading, she liked to go to the movies. She didn't feel that reading was worth her time. I'm the exact opposite. I feel that reading is very much worth your time. It is an incredible world. You know, books to me are long-lost friends that you get to go out and spend time with as you go and envision yourself in, the, in their world. I'm currently reading the book Ready Player One. A movie's coming out based on that one at the end of, end of March. 
I'm not going to wait. I've had it recommended to me, and of course, there's going to be differences between the book and the movie. I'll look forward to seeing what those differences are. Maybe I'll comment on them after the movie comes out. I'll comment about Stephen King movies and the differences between that and the books. You want to talk to me about The Dark Tower? I'm in. Because The Dark Tower is a fantastic collection of his books. It, it, the influence of The Dark Tower is felt through the rest of his books, and I've got them all. I don't have all the magazine articles, but I've got all the major books. And I love them all. Okay, it's like one of the books on him was The Dome. You know, I didn't enjoy The Dome that much. They made a television series off of it. Are you really kidding me? Are you really going to have this? And they changed it. And we talked, well, they've changed it and everything. Steve, they changed the story. And Stephen King was great. He goes, no, I haven't changed it. Go grab that book off the shelf. Pull it down. It's still the same book. He goes, this television series is based off the concept. We'll have some of the same characters and go off in its own direction. It's going to do its own thing. And I watched it, and some things I liked about it, some things I didn't. The Dark Tower movie that came out, I'm going to talk about that in a future podcast. What I liked about it, what I didn't like about it. You know, and that, once again, these things are my opinions. I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I'd hope somebody would. And if you don't agree with me, well, there's going to be a comment section down here where you can put your comments down there, and I'll reply to them. I'm going to talk about some of the motorcycle rides I'm going to make. You think, okay, great, you're going to go someplace and get pie. Big freaking deal, dude. Yeah, I'm going to go someplace and get pie. The Glen Rose, in Glen Rose, Texas. There's a place down there called the Pie Peddler. Oh, I'll talk about it, but not today. But I'm also going to talk about the other things I do. You see, I like to go visit cemeteries. Yep, I will go visit famous graves. The people I'll go there, I like to find out you know, who they were, how they lived their life, how did they die. Been to the graves of Bonnie and Clyde. I can talk about them. Been to the grave of Stevie Ray Vaughan. We'll talk about him. Why not? You know, there's so many people out there to be remembered for what they've done. You know, why are they Why are they famous? Why are they infamous? So we'll talk about some of these rides along the way. And we're going to talk about some of the things I see in society. Little corpse along the way. LA Fitness. Well, first off, there's not going to be any fat shaming. Why am I there? To lose weight, to be more in health, to get healthier. I've got a bad knee and had to start losing weight to help with that knee. I'm going to get this knee replaced at some point. They said I can delay knee replacement. I just can't avoid it. The first thing I can do to help delay it is to lose some weight. And, you know, so I'm down there working my butt off, trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to eat better and doing all this stuff. But I see a lot of people down there. Oh, my God, the bros. Actually saw two guys walking one day and they were doing the bro talk to each other. Finally they came, Hey, I'll see you later, bro, and they fist bumped. I swear I was getting a drink of water at the time. It was so hard not to spew as we saw these different collection of people out there. We got the bros, we got the camel toe girls, we have got the workout people, we have got the people on the weights, we have got just it's hilarious all the different groups. You know, and it's hilarious by the way, the camel toe girls, those are the girls who wear the their tights their workout tights as pulled up as tight and as hard as they can. And they wear short shirts so they can walk around showing everybody how great their butt is. And they show off that camel toe. And I think they're damn proud of it. It's quite a society down there as you watch the people working out and how they interact. My favorite thing about LA fitness, they have their screens running telling you get up there and get on Facebook so you can interact with fellow, you know, the people you're working out of there with you. And that's the funniest thing ever because you look around the fitness center, 
that you're going to interact with these people. Everybody has got their earplugs in. They're listening to music, podcasts, whatever. The only time they interact with anybody else is if they came with that person. Otherwise, it is a bunch of strangers in there walking around each other, not interacting, doing their own thing with signs up front saying, get out on social media so you can interact there. That's our society, guys. We interact on social media. (laughs) I mean, that's just the way it goes. Uh, You're interacting with me right now through this podcast. Well, hopefully you haven't switched me off by now. If you have, I hope you came back and listened to the rest. No religion, no politics, too much of an argument, too many different opinions. And the one thing I hate about arguments and politics, there's very little listening. It's I'm right, you're wrong. And that's the problem with this world right now. I'm right, you're wrong. Listen, we want to talk to each other, listen to each other, discuss together, argue, but just, I'm right, you're wrong, shuts everything down, nobody listens. Next time somebody tells you, no, you're wrong, see how it makes you feel. Do you clench your fist? Do you sit there and just pull back from everything else, forget all about reasoning? Somebody just told you, you're wrong. You don't want to discuss it. You want to fight it. It's a very challenging statement. Discuss it next time. Figure out ways you can find out where those differences come from. How you can come to an agreement. What you can do to make things better. I think we're about closer right now. I've tried to talk about a lot of stuff. Who I am. Where I'm coming from. What I'm going to talk about in future future podcasts. I hope you're going to come back and listen. I know I've talked for a bit. I'm trying not to repeat myself. Like I said, there's a lot of great guys out there for their own podcasts. Once again, Adrian Paul with his Peace Fund podcast. The Blood of Kings, Discoville. Another one for Highlander, Highlander Rewatch. They're going to talk. They're going to watch a show again and talk about that show. If you're a Highlander fan, go check these things out. If you're not a Highlander fan, why not? It's, it was a great show. I mean, it lasted for six seasons. It was a great show as they had different characters on there that came in and out. It was not just the same thing week in and week out. I'm going to put a plug in for the sword experience real fast. Adrian Paul is doing this thing now where we go out and he teaches you a sword fight. So this is going to be a choreographed sword fight. It's He's not going to teach you how to fight. He's going to teach you a choreographed sword fight. You're going to do this with wooden bokens. Now, before you think, oh, what, with a wooden stick, he is going to teach you... A sword fight with a deadly weapon. When I did mine in Dallas, he told a story about a Japanese master and the number of fights that he won. But the big thing was the number of fights he won with a wooden boken. How'd he win against a sword, a sharp metal sword? Well, he deflected the blows that he needed to deflect, and then he hit him in the head and crushed their skulls in with a wooden boken. This is a deadly weapon. And you're going to be out there swinging it at somebody and learning how to use this in a choreographed fight that was used in television. He's done fights based on Star Wars, off of James Bond, off of his own movies, off of the television show, off of samurai movies. <laughs> it's And when you come back, it's like, wow, I really did that. The first time I did that was four weeks out of knee surgery. I worked to get be ready to do this thing. 
by the time I was done, I was tired, came home and put ice on my knee for a couple hours. It was worth it. Out in Los Angeles, I did two of them. I did the same fight, but from different sides of the fight. Had one part in the morning that, eh, he was okay, but he was somebody who, he was somebody who felt he needed to teach me, teach that he knew both sides of the fight and was going to teach me mine, even though he was wrong in doing it. And he just wasn't that good of a partner. The guy I had in the afternoon, Andy, 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 if you're listening out there, man, like I said, you made the fight, you made the afternoon that day. Andy was the guy who knew what he was doing. He was fun to work with. And, and when we got to finish the end of the day, we had just had a great experience doing this thing. You're going to meet a lot of people. I've met so many people this thing. I've met people from the con uh, and just once again, widened my world. You know, it's just go to this thing. People have called it a life, a once in a lifetime experience. Well, it's more than that. It's an opportunity of lifetime that you can repeat. I'm looking forward to repeating again in the next few months. Uh, I th- really think I'm done for about today. I hope you've enjoyed this thing. If you've got something you think you've heard me talk about, you want to hear more about Renaissance Fairs, you want to hear more about my activities out there, time as a salesman, time as a security guard, time as a guy who just goes out there and meets people and the friendships I've made and the friends we've lost. I'll, I'll talk about those guys. Movies, books, society, whatever. If you've got something you think you want to hear my opinions on, if you think you want to hear me say shut up, something you want me to shut up on, tell me. I probably won't listen. I'll probably tell you anyway because that's the kind of guy I am. That's it for today. This is the Watcher Chronicle, you know, checking out for today. I hope you like what you've heard. I hope you're intrigued enough to say, this guy's got a lot of ideas. This guy's got met some people. Yeah, I've dropped a few names. They're people who influence me. I hope that I've influenced you enough to say I want to come back and hear more of what's going to be. There's going to be some comedy. I hope to God it's funny. There'll be some drama. There'll be some times we talk about for what's going on and just things in the lifetime. You know, this is me getting up on stage and putting my life out there and just saying... This is me. This is who I am. If you don't like it, don't like it. But this is me. Until next time, this is Cuthbert signing off. Good night, guys.